Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Uncensored with Ed Young. If you're a pastor looking for creative sermons, transcripts, and media, visit creativepastors.com. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. We also want to invite you to join us every weekend at Fellowship Church. Visit one of our many locations or even join us online. For locations and experience times, visit fellowshipchurch.com. And now, it's time for the raw and real. This is Leadership Uncensored. Welcome to Leadership Uncensored. I'm Ed Young, pastor of Fellowship Church, and I grew up in the ministry, grew up as a pastor's kid. I really can't remember a time in my life where I was not recognized by a bunch of people I didn't know, so my life pretty much has been a life in the aquarium, and it's a great life, but also it's a life that comes with with victories, uh, defeats, struggles, and things a lot of people are probably shocked to hear, and I'm back doing this Leadership Uncensored because I believe that that some of the issues that that we're going to talk about here are things that we think about and maybe talk about in hushed and hallowed tones, yet we're afraid to really get these things out into the open to really deal with the real and and the raw. So today, I was going to talk a little bit about having the right assistant. Having the right assistant, you might call him your PA, personal assistant. I have with me Josh Stewart, who who is our personal assistant. Also, I have with me Pastor Dave Clark. Dave oversees so many things at Fellowship Church from the video and other realms, some television stuff, radio. Etc. Josh, tell me about being an assistant. Well, I would say uh, for the most part, the ultimate goal of being an assistant and doing that role, if you want to boil it down to its simplest form, is just being helpful. Someone that's willing to serve, someone that's willing to uh, put in a lot of hard work and effort into it, someone that uh, ultimately loves the vision of the church and ultimately just wants to come alongside and support and like the name of it, assist and help uh, and just be a part of that. So you're like uh, that, that basketball player giving assists to someone, you know, shooting threes or whatever. Not that that's what I do or that's not necessarily what every senior leader does, but it's important. Dave, I know you've grown up in the church and you've seen – the good, the bad, the ugly when it comes to assistance. What's your take on this? You know, I think, um, man, really, if you if you boil it down, every staff member, you know, that's a part of a a church should be there to assist their senior pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think ultimately it's to support the vision of the God's anointed and appointed, you know, and that's the senior pastor. And so I think, you know, whatever the role is, whether it's media, production, technology, uh, you know, small groups, spiritual development, worship, everything is there to set up to support the vision of the senior leader, the senior pastor. And so I think that's that's a mentality, whether it is a personal assistant or whether it's another staff member, I think it's, man, you're there to be, you know, uh, a support to what right. the vision is. So you assist, number one. Number two, I would say, Josh, when you speak from your 
perspective, mm-hmm. our office, the office of the pastor speaks. So yeah. you're always, people say, oh, I'm representing, I'm representing. You're literally representing, obviously, God, we know that, fellowship in this context, and also our office. Absolutely. Uh, and I think it's interesting to talk about, too, when you represent, like you represent in many forms. Sometimes it's representing through passing some information along, but a lot of times it's also representing the things that we might not think about, the way you represent um, the senior pastor's office and the way you dress, you know, uh, the way you represent yourself in public, uh, the way you represent the vision of the church to people, you know, the attitude that you carry when you're around other people. Are you? Do you have an attitude of simply you know, you're joyful, you're positive about the, not just the vision of the church, but you're just naturally positive about the church, positive about life. Like you represent them in everything you say and do. And the and word you represent, are. you represent. That's great. That's, That's a great way to say That's it. Good. Exactly. And so I think it's important, you know, as you are serving alongside and working with, you know, those that you're trying to assist to ask yourself those questions. Am I representing myself in a way that they would present themselves mm-hmm. in all areas, you know, whether it's my tongue, my appearance, uh, the way I handle business, even in little things on the phone when you're having conversations, maybe even with other assistants, not getting over casual with them, but just constantly thinking about, am I representing, you know, my senior pastor and his family and whoever else in a way that they would want to be represented. So also, you know, your 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 job is 24-7. I mean, obviously you have time off and all that, but you're available. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things, Josh, that you do so well, I mean, this is a small thing, but a massive thing, you always pick the phone up. Yeah. You always answer the phone. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that for me— I like that. Pick the phone up. <laughs> pick old the school. phone up. Think, answer the phone, yeah, I should right. say. I think for me, that's always been important because my, my that sounds my, so simple, doesn't it? It does. But it's interesting. Like my it's heart big. from the beginning <laughs> of working with you was to what? If you're going to assist someone, the very first part of assisting is you have to be available. Yeah. Like I have to be able to be there. That to could be assist. number three, couldn't it? You got to be available. It so, sounds yeah. so simple, but it's not. Yeah. And so, you know, one, one of the things that be helps available. me do what I do well, honestly, is it sounds kind of weird, but who I married allows me to do what I do well. You know, for example, me and my wife for a long time before working with you, being here at Fellowship Church, pray about, Lord, give us favor with our boss. Lord, grow our opportunities at Fellowship Church. But we would always pause too, and we'd say, but when opportunity comes around, no, it comes um, at a cost. And so we talked about that. When opportunity comes, there's always a price to pay for opportunity. So when it came around, one of the things we talked about is, hey, I now need to be available anytime I can via phone. Dave, Mm -hmm. talk to me about what Josh said about the spouse selection, because on another podcast, I'm going to get into how to hire great staff members. I call it getting staff infection. Yes, absolutely. But Dave, so often people don't look at the spouse. It's huge. It'll it'll make or break someone in ministry. I think, um, you know, as you look at hiring staff, as you're talking about, as you look at the staff members you have already, you know, uh, you have to ask those hard questions of, man, how is their spouse? You know, are they involved? Are they uh, on board with the vision of the church? You know, are they 
plugged in? Are they committed? You know, and, and are, are they involved just as almost as much as the the person that you hired is? You know, are they as excited about where the church is going of, of you know, being a part of what's happening on the weekends and being a part of what's happening in different ministries? And um, man, oftentimes, if you start seeing just little hints of that spouse not being as connected, not as plugged in, not as invested, and, you know, you start hearing some things, maybe some negative undertones, man, chances are it, it ain't going to last. They're not yeah. going to make it. And it's just because there's there's a division there. And, man, the entire house, the entire family, the kids, the spouse, mm-hmm. it's an all-in thing. And, yeah. and to be a part of a, you know, growing, thriving church, it is an all-in mentality for the family. And, you know, I had a uh, I had an assistant years ago, and this this person was married to someone that, quite frankly, we had questions about. Yet I said to myself, well, this person is so smart where they've come from is so amazing, et cetera, then it's going to work out. Dave, just what you said, the spouse just just totally submarined us and actually ruined the whole situation. So we had to bring actually we had we we had to bring in an attorney mm. to release her, and there were some uh, really mm. really bad bad things that she was doing that that we had no idea mm. she was she was up to. So it, now it, you might be hearing this podcast and think, "Oh, I know who that person was." No, you don't, because I've changed the story enough to where you don't know. <laughs> I was right. speaking a while back, and someone thought, "Oh, you're talking about me." No, I was <laughs> yeah. not talking about right. you. So yeah, whenever you hear these personal stories. I'm always going to change them just enough to where you have no idea. Who knows? I could be talking about you, Josh. No, I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. I think it's cool. One of the things that helps me, speaking of spouse selection, Mm -hmm. like it's actually, like you said, being all in. Like my whole family is all in with what I do. And they don't see it as like this is what dad does. They see it as this is what we do. I'll give you just some practical examples. Like my wife, if we're having a long season or whatever, you know, ministry, there's never a perfect rhythm. It always comes in ebbs and flows. And if we're in one of those seasons where we're having to do what we do quite often, she even, you know, has a way of saying it to the kids that like we celebrate that our dad works hard. And like for me, I love that language because it's not only teaching my daughters in the moment that we celebrate that dad works hard. It's also teaching, in my opinion, my daughters that when they get into spouse selection, mm-hmm. they need to pick someone yeah. who works hard. You know, and they know that, you know, the church is never going to put us in a position to where we're working so hard that it jeopardizes the family. They they understand the 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 heart that we mm-hmm. have here, that that's not it. So in those moments, uh, it's really helpful for me that my wife is on board with us. So when that phone rings, no matter what we're doing, we're calling a timeout. I'm taking care of that. And it ultimately helps the ball going move down to, the floor. Josh, going back to the response that you picked the phone up. Also too, we've, we've worked with uh, so many different pastors throughout the years and so many, even of the young leaders yeah. and, and uh, just to be totally raw and real. A lot of these young leaders are absolutely 100% clueless yeah. about just getting back with you, about their assistance, knowing what's going on. We have had 
I mean, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs dealing with some of these some of these pastors and leaders from around the country. Yeah, I think it's interesting. We talked about the word helpful a minute ago, and if you were to do an acrostic of helpful, you could take the E in helpful and just talk about excellence. Like it, it is, it is sad at times that we were you, talking about an acrostic. No, I was just saying a minute ago when I talked about the role of an assistant. Do you have to an be, acrostic to on be helpful? helpful? Yes, I do. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, because Let's we're go. the church of the acrostic. That's right. Let me hear it, Josh. Uh, I believe it was so. so we talked this a while back okay. at one of our C three app sessions. We did it was helpful. Uh, the H is for hardworking. You know, I like if you're going to be assistant, yeah. you have to be Dave, do you like driven. That? Like and you work, have to yeah. be a person that desires to work hard. That's what when you work to, with Mark Batterson. <laughs> to work hard. So, hard work. Uh, we love Mark Batterson. Serious. Buy all of his books. I love that guy. But Dave <laughs> yeah. used to work with Mark Batterson. Go ahead. The E would be hel- uh, excellence. You excellence. Know, do things with excellence. The Isn't that L, good? So helpful. No, yeah. H-E. H-E. Excellence. And, and, and talking about excellence, everything we do. Everything. Represents who? The Lord. The Lord. Jesus, yeah. The church. That's right. And the office. So, again, I mean, I've I've even seen oh recently some pastors' assistants what they have on yeah. or the lack of clothing. I'm going mm-hmm. somebody call somebody. Yeah, and I would even think, I mean somebody call the fashion police. Somebody absolutely. call the modesty police. I'm no. like, you are rep. Okay, what you could probably even take a hardworking and excellence and put them together. Yes. and kind of come up with what David was talking about, where he said, "I will not." Offer my God something that Dave costs Clark? me nothing. No, David, oh, David. in the Bible. David, okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering, Josh. Other David. And and that's the root of it. Like, I will not offer my God something that costs right. me nothing. Yeah, like, you have to have the heart that says, man, what we do is for the Lord. Yep. And if we're going to do that, we're going to be hardworking and we're going to do it with excellence. Helpful? Helpful. L what else? would be loyalty. I think, you know. No, no, the, help, helpful. Helpful, H-E-L. E is excellence. excellence. L would be loyalty. Loyalty. And we talk about that in the context of, you know, as an assistant, one of the awkward things is you want to help as much as you can, but there are times where you're like, what What can I offer? Like the person that I'm helping, they have far more experience, far more resources. Like I just want to help and you don't feel like, well, what can I give back? And we talk about one of the greatest things you can give back the person whom you're assisting is loyalty. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give. Hmm. Oh, at the end of the day... I love that phrase. At the end of the day. I just the made that up at the end of the day. Dave, it's 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 about loyalty. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we don't really understand what loyalty is. How would you define loyalty, Dave? You know, I, I think it's um, just being there through thick and thin, you know. Um, man, highs, lows, good, bad. You know, I think there's... It's like ministry is like anything. Church works is like anything. There's there's great days and then there's not so great days. And, you know, every job or any role you're going to do is going to have things that you love to do and yeah. things that you necessarily don't love to do and maybe don't light your fire as much. But being loyal is seeing through all of that. And, and it's also being honoring, you know, and it, it's just being a honoring no matter what the cost, no matter what the situation, honor your leader, honor the house, honor the church. And people think, though, and I'm going to do a whole— a whole segment called Becoming a Yes Man. People think mm. that, oh, you're just a yes man and you don't ask the hard questions, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Hey, you can ask any questions. Yeah. However, because you're not the senior leader, you'll never right. know the what's and the why's in the house. That's and it. if the senior leader spends time sitting down explaining to people the what's and the why's in the house behind every decision they make, they would clock out yep. explaining stuff and wouldn't do jack. That's it. So trust you've got to be yeah you can ask the hard questions Mm -hmm. but if you don't trust the person 
go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and people are afraid to say that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's what it is. Tell people, hey man, if you don't trust what's going on here, get the heck that's right. out. That's right. I've I've told people that for twenty eight years, right here at Fellowship, and whether you're a coach, a teacher, whoever, yep. a parent, right. you name it. Yep. If, if you don't respect the person that's leading you then you should respect them enough to leave. Yep, absolutely. If you don't, sometimes you have to just respect the position and that's go, it. all right. I, I trust. That's right. I think one of the things that sticks out to me that we've dealt with actually recently some when it comes to loyalty is, you know, we, we even shared this in our C3 app. Loyalty is to the person, but it comes through the vision of the church. That's right. And then we go, and I've talked about, don't confuse the vision with methods. And here's I'll say that again. Don't <laughs> confuse vision with methods. And here, here, here's what I mean by here's how it can practically okay. flesh itself out that I've seen from an assistant standpoint. I'm loyal to my pastor as long as the methods are satisfying what I want. Oh, that's good. And so a lot of times I say, oh, I'm loyal to the vision. Mm. I'm loyal to the yeah, vision right. of Fellowship Church. Uh-huh. But then mm-hmm. maybe the methods here change that might impact me. Like, hey, Josh, you know, we're going to make a change. We're no longer going to need you as an assistant. We're going to use your gifts over here. And then all of a sudden I start getting Feelings frustrated get and oh, upset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I start going, you know what? Here, here's the key word. You hear this a lot, I would think. Oh, the vision has changed. Mm. Oh, I've no, heard that before. No, the vision didn't change. <laughs> yeah. The methods that were comfortable for you changed. Yep. And so be careful. Be loyal all the way through, even when methods change. And yep. don't get caught up in that trap of vision has changed. No, no, no. Vision hasn't changed. Maybe pot- potentially just methods have changed. So loyalty's huge. H-E-L-P. P. Being passionate. Uh, I would say as an assistant, especially to the senior pastor, you want to be the greatest cheerleader for the vision. So when the senior pastor is not around and you're working with other staff members and you might hear them say things, you need to be the one that's cheerleading vision first. Set the example in passion for vision, or maybe it's not exactly just the vision of the church. Maybe it's some practical things that the church is doing. Constantly be passionate about what you're passionate about. That's great. That's great, Josh. And, and, And Dave, what can happen is if you're not careful using the staff as an example, you can hear vision, vision, vision all day long, all day long in, let's say, staff meetings or whatever. But many times there's a vision drift. The vision changes when it gets in the particular area that you're over. Mm-hmm. You kind of have your own vision, which I understand we're all going to have our own vision, but it's important for us to carry that out. And the assistant has to be a part of that process, Josh. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Passionate. Passionate. We're going to do it. That's right. It's good. Being excited about it, being a cheerleader, cheering first, like being the first to cheer, you know. What else? Uh, F, flexibility. Flexibility. Embrace change because it stimulates creativity. It and, does. And, and, we don't like change, Dave. I true. don't. Yep. It's true. Change, conflict, growth. Change, That's conflict, right. growth. Change, conflict, growth. Change will will separate the men from the boys. Absolutely. The women from the girls every, every dang day time no doubt yep. stepping i believe st- when you step into the role of an assistant you need to have made up your mind before day one that flexibility is a non-negotiable and when you do that it helps you along the way when you need to be flexible because sometimes you might be in the middle of a project that you're doing for 
uh, the senior pastor's office and you've put a lot of time and effort and energy into it and you're tired and they, you know, maybe there's a conversation and a change. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's Mm -hmm. do something different. That was a great idea, but now we're going to do this. If you haven't already made up your mind that flexibility is one of the most important things, it'll burn you. Mm. You know, it'll be a seed that plants in your heart of frustration and why did they change this? I spent so much time on it. Just make up your mind that you don't own anything. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in the middle of a project and it changes, who cares? Change stimulates creativity and cr- creativity stimulates stimulates life change. Keep going. What else? Uh, the final roll. one, two more fast, okay. um, the you understanding. Understanding. Um, and you know what, too, about understanding, Josh? Let me say this. You do a great job about being confidential because I'm telling you what, Dave, you know this, growing up in a pastor's home as well, the assistant has got to be they've got to be confidential 100 you cannot be a blabbermouth that's right or a conversation's best friend if you are someone's personal assistant especially when we're dealing with spiritual warfare which is a way of life yeah i mean no i think that's powerful i think the reason why i think confidentiality is so powerful is and it goes along with understanding is you understand that your pastor already lives in a glass house. And there's something strange about living in a glass house when you don't have much privacy. And one of the things as an assistant that you can give back is some form of privacy Absolutely. and some form of confidentiality. Absolutely. And I think that's the importance of understanding. It's a safe haven in Absolutely. a way yep. that you create. Absolutely. Exactly. And and it's, it's hard for us to consider to even think about that because we have confidentiality in our own lives. We don't live in the glass house. Right. And so you have to be understanding of knowing mm-hmm. and putting yourself in their shoes as best you can. Josh, is Dave great over there? That you good know. voice? Great. <laughs> yes. To understand. So I no, like you, that. You yeah, nailed it about confidentiality and, and just and just understanding. I think, I think another thing that's powerful for assistants to understand, we need to understand that we need to let our boss, if you would say, be our friend while we keep them as our boss. What do you mean by that? I I think in working with you, like you do want to come in at times and have casual conversations with me and be my friend, but I have to have already made up my mind that I I have to keep you though as my boss. I can't get comfortable and go, well, oh, Ed's my friend. And, you know, that's when things that's, start slipping, great? you good. know, and stuff really like good. that. I've never so, thought about that, yeah. Josh. So to me, that's what I've tried to do is make up my mind that, you know what, I, I want to give. <laughs> forever. Is this, it, wait, is Smitty here? <laughs> if the Lord is Lord of them, friends may not. That's good. Well, and I think there's always that. There's always that tension of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think especially Ed is so great relationally right. with our staff. You know, Ed can always put that friend hat on. But that leadership hat is always still right there, you yeah. know, and Ed, Ed is always the leader and in, in our, our, our boss. But he is also a friend at times, you right. know, yes. and, and, and there's that, you know, commonality. Yeah. There's that. And the number one thing I want you to say about me is what? <laughs> He's funny. That's it. Number one thing. <laughs> He's funny. I'll care less about anything else. Just say, hey, really, what is Ed like? Because everybody doesn't know me. Just say, what, Josh? He's funny. funny. That's it. Thank yeah. you. I love, I want to be funny. I want to be funny. Anyway, but it, Josh. But it is. It's important to remember yeah. that, that like, hey, at all times, that's still my boss. That's exactly. great. Yeah. And you can't get too, you can't get too comfortable Correct. Sure. with this relationship. That's right. Yep. So what I try that's to do is, a, then That's not easy. Like no. to put it in the form of a, of a mental picture, what I try to do is let you put the hat off and on of friendship and boss Brilliant. while I keep the hat 
of of, oh, of employees the, the whole time. Like it doesn't mean I can't be cordial to you. Yes, but if I ever get comfortable, that's when there's going to start being problems. That's good. That you're going to experience, and so I want to let you be a friend while I mm-hmm. continue to treat you as my boss. You know, and uh, the and, and just the the again just. This sounds so simple, but you have to respond. Your office has to respond quickly, promptly, and with and with details. Absolutely. As far as um, texting, mm-hmm. writing, yes. assimilating so much information. Yes. Yeah. And Being also the 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 many times the the eyes, the ears, the hands, the feet. Yep. Of the person you're serving. Absolutely. Um, the last one, I guess you could say would be L just lead, just lead leaders. Don't quit. Times are going to get tough. Leaders don't quit. They keep going. They lead. They, they do the things that they need to do. They do them first. They do them immediately. They're prompt. They try to be as articulate as possible. They're the person in that role as assistant just needs to lead. Like there've been times that I've led and it's, it's, it's a tension sometimes in working back and forth with you. But what I've enjoyed you telling me is Josh, I would rather pull you back than have to push you forward. Definitely. You know, now. And that right there where you said, you've got to have an assistant. You've got to hire people, Dave, that work with you. You've got to pull back, not motivate. Because I've had numerous um, people that I've worked with in different capacities over the years that I've had to rev up, that I've had to motivate, that I've had to give Mm -hmm. these pep talks to. And basically... You're not going to be, you're not going to change from a lackadaisical person to one who's on point. Yeah. You're either on point or you're not. Or not. You're mm-hmm. wasting your time. Yeah, that's powerful. Having someone around you yep. who is relaxed and lackadaisical. It, 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 I mean, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite you every time. If, if as a staff member or as a personal assistant, if, if you're always in the mode where you're waiting for your leader to come back to you, to give you what's next or mm-hmm. the next step or whatever, you're missing it. That's right. You're, yeah. you're not leading, you know? And yeah. so I think it's, man, what are you doing with what's already been entrusted with you to advance yep. now? And then, you know, when you do have that opportunity with your leader, you get clarity and you keep going. Yep. But, man, it, that's huge. And I, and I think you can lead as deep. How do I say this? You could probably lead as deep as your experience with your senior pastor is, for example— in the first few months and years that I worked with you, like I was very cautious. I wanted to learn more about who you were and things. And now that I've been around you for a good season now, I feel like it gives me confidence to lead because my leading comes from my understanding of who you are and what you have shared and built into me. It's not this unbridled leadership of, oh, I now have authority to go do what I want to do. Absolutely not. It's, it's filtered through And here's my experiences before. And there's times that you go, okay, well, that was then and not now. So Mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't have done that. And I think that comes back with having a heart of understanding and flexibility where when you do that and you do have to have a tough conversation with me and say, all right, let's pause for a second. I want to pull you back. Mm -hmm. There's no getting offended. There's no, oh, the vision's changed. You know, there's none of that. It's like, absolutely. Great. I mean, that's a part of leadership is being willing to also be pulled back. You know, and, and that, that's too, that. Dave, something Josh brought up about emotions mm. and just employees in general. We, we're emotional, and what we do is very emotional, but the feelings field is over there. I mean, if yeah. you 
Yep. Have that, I'll take my ball and go home mentality. If you have the sulking mentality, yep. if you have the whining mentality, yep. you don't last long. Yep. And, and for some, it's taken a while for us to see that yep. and to experience that. So you got to deal with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I think for, for so many staff members, assistants, everybody, you know, that's working hard. And if you really feel like you're called to, a, you know, the place you're serving and the ministry you're part of, we put our heart and soul and our hard work and effort into what we do, you know, but a lot of times you can get your identity tied to that. And so that oftentimes when critique comes and it's, it's on the lines of, Hey, don't do that again, or don't ever let that happen again or whatever. People take it way too personal. Yep. And that that's when you talk about those emotions, those feelings get funky and they get in the way and you say, man, it's not about me. Yeah. You know, I'm not being personally attacked here. It's about to make me better at what I am doing. Yep. It's to help sharpen me and make help me grow. You know, and when people can see past that and get past the personal self-centered really uh, is what causes that's those it. emotions. Yep. It, it's it's the self-centeredness. Absolutely. It's not about the self-centeredness. It's not about me, you know, but it's about being better as an organization, yes. as a church, as a ministry. Give me an H. 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 Give me an E. E. Give me an L. L. Give me a P. P. Give me an F. F. Give me a U. U. Give me an L. L. Helpful. 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 Go through it again one more time. Helpful. Let's see. Helpful. H. Hard work. Hard work. work. E. Excellence. 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 L. Loyalty. Loyalty. Somebody be loyal. P. Passion. Yeah. F. um, Being flexible. Yes. U. Being understanding. And L. The final. Just lead. Let's give Josh a round of applause. Josh Stewart, this is how to do it from Josh Stewart. Thank you for listening to Leadership Uncensored. Check back the 1st and 15th of every month for a brand new episode. If you're a pastor looking for creative sermons, transcripts, and media, visit creativepastors.com. For more leadership handles, follow Ed on social media and check out edyoung.com. If you are looking for a church, we hope to see you at Fellowship Church this weekend.